InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Is it time to upgrade that old washing machine, fridge, or water heater? There are a lot of choices out there. As InfoTrack's Roy Mackey reports, a little research up front could save you a small fortune down the road and save the environment, too. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Jennifer Amon is a senior associate for the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy, which is a nonprofit advocacy group based in Washington, D.C. She also is a co-author of their Consumer Guide to Home Energy Savings. Jennifer, welcome to InfoTrack. Thanks for having me. Most people, when they're shopping for an appliance, are primarily thinking about how much it costs or maybe whether it'll fit in the space that they have. But tell us about the energy part of that equation. Sure. You know, there are a lot of factors that come into play when you're looking for appliances. You know, of course, first and foremost is how well it does the job you're buying it to do. But appliances nowadays, you know, have really great performance and have really big differences in some of the energy consumption that they use. So we try to encourage consumers to take energy efficiency into the equation when they're purchasing a product, really to think about the whole cost of the product, the cost up front at the store, and the energy cost that you'll be paying throughout the product's life cycle. Now, how can people judge that? There are stickers inside a lot of appliances these days. Sure. There are a couple of things that I would encourage all consumers to look for. Almost all major appliances are required to carry the yellow energy guide label. And from these labels, you can compare the performance of the product you're looking at with all the other products like it in the market, products of a similar size and similar function. And it will tell you how much energy the product uses in a year, kind of an estimate based on typical average use. But it also gives you a number at the bottom, the annual operating cost number. And that's also a great way you can compare products as you're moving around the store. You can look and see what that average estimated operating cost is. The second thing that I think people should look for is the Energy Star label. And that's a really simple, easy way to know that you're buying among the more efficient products in the marketplace. If you're looking at products on the web, most of the major retailers will include Energy Star information on their websites. Or you can always go to the EnergyStar.gov website, and they have full lists of products that qualify for the Energy Star. Aside from, I suppose, a furnace, what appliance in the home uses the most energy? The top energy users beyond the furnace and central air conditioner would be a water heater, then moving into the more traditional appliances, the refrigerator, also a freezer if you have a separate freezer. Now, I have some older relatives who shall remain nameless who have a refrigerator in their basement that literally is more than 50 years old. Mm -hmm. How would that compare to a fridge today in terms of energy use? And at what point should somebody junk something that's still working just to get something more energy efficient? Yeah, you know, refrigerators are really a good point. With the federal standards that have been taken into effect over the last 20 years and other improvements in energy efficiency in refrigerators, we find now if you have a refrigerator from the mid-70s, you could go out and buy a refrigerator today that just meets the minimum standards, and it would use about a quarter of the electricity wow. of that mid-70s unit. So it's been a, I mean, it's a tremendous gain in energy efficiency. So one of the things we really encourage people to do is recognize that for major appliances, most of the components in major appliances are recycled today. People think about, oh, that whole refrigerator is going to end up in the landfill. Isn't that just trading one problem for another? But in fact, most of the components will be recycled, and the energy savings are really tremendous. It can be a big saver in your own wallet. By using a quarter of the electricity, we're talking about savings of over $100 a year for a much older model. 
And the other thing that we're finding in more and more homes, people are going out and they're buying a nice high-efficiency new refrigerator, and then they're moving the unit that might be 15 or 20 years old into the garage or the basement to, you know, store that extra six-pack for when you have company. And we really try to discourage people from doing that because then you're not recognizing any of the efficiency gains of the new unit and you're keeping around a product that could be costing you over $100 a year to operate. Yeah, we actually had one of those at our home and got rid of it because we found it really was empty or mostly empty most of the time. Yeah, and if people find that they have a den or a rec room that they like to keep some sodas in for the kids or juice and things, we'd encourage people to go out and buy uh, one of the small or mini refrigerators those will use just a fraction of the energy and are a much better deal than keeping around the old clunker. I understand you also have some recommendations for choosing a washing machine for laundry. Yeah, we sure do. There have been some really great gains in new features in clothes washers over the last several years, and I think anybody who's been out into the stores has seen a lot of real differences in the washers that are available today. One of the big changes has been the reintroduction into the U.S. market of front-loading washing machines front loaders that are much larger than the smaller European style models that used to be available here in the U.S., and also with a lot of different types of configuration. And there are also a number of new top loading models that have different designs. They don't have the big agitator in the middle. They can hold a lot more clothes. And all of these products are much more efficient. The main energy user in a clothes washer is actually water, the water consumption, particularly if you wash in warm water or hot water. So what we try to encourage people to do is wash as much clothes as possible in cold water and also take advantage of these new models that really reduce water use. Because then you're going to save on your energy bills, but also on your water bills. We're talking with Jennifer Raymond from the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy. Jennifer, just in terms of general energy use in a home, the average home has a lot of devices that continue to use power even though they're turned off. Can you just talk about that for a moment? Yeah. You know, we're finding that as we get more and more efficient with our major appliances, the things people think about using energy, we're getting more and more devices that people don't really think about their energy use proliferating around the home, largely electronics, small appliances, all the rechargeable gadgets that people tend to have in their homes these days. And these products use a lot of power, primarily because sometimes there's not a lot of difference between the power they use when they're on and what they use when they're off. I was really surprised when we did some research and found out that the entertainment equipment in your home, cable boxes or satellite boxes, you know, your TiVo, VCRs, the combination of systems that you have around your house, those can equal almost as much energy as your refrigerator is using in a year. So people say, you know, well, what can I do about it? Certainly it is inconvenient to unplug your television set or your cable box every time you stop watching. You'll lose the settings that you've programmed, and it takes a while for the systems to boot back up and get all your channels back. So what we do say is, you know, if you're going to be away from the house on vacation for a while, maybe plug everything into a power strip and just turn that power strip off and leave it off while you're away. If you have a lot of electronics in rooms that you don't use very often, guest rooms, places like that, unplug those. You know, you can plug them in before your guests come, and you can get ready for them that way. And then any rechargeable devices that you have, when they're through recharging, you definitely want to unplug those because in many cases, the recharger will continue to lose, use a lot of power even after the product's charged up. Very good tips. Jennifer Raymond from the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy. Jennifer, do you folks have a website where folks can get additional information? Yeah, we sure do. If people want to visit ACEEE.org and just click on Consumer Resources, and there's a whole suite of information there.
Great. Jennifer, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thanks for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.